Here's this like big feminist show. And it's like, what if actually this man will violently kill this woman? It kills me. It's not a feminist show. Hello, and welcome to Bothered and Bewildered, a Buffyverse podcast with me, Kate, Kate and Frankie. Today, we are talking season two, episode 17, Passion. Yay. <laughs> Yay. It's the big I, one. It's the big one. I mean, it's like a, a weird yay because it's one of the best, most amazing episodes of all time, but also it's horrible. I'm in mourning. <laughs> Kate's very sad. I am. I'm so sick about this. <laughs> Season two, episode 17, Passion, aired on February 24th, 1998. Uh, Angel steps up his torment of Buffy and her friends as Jenny Callender searches for a way to restore his soul. Let's just go, okay? <laughs> so at the bronze. Uh, Buffy and Xander dance while Angel watches from across the room. His voice narrates the concept of passion to the, you know, enraptured audience. Uh, Xander turns his head to look in his direction, but Angel is no longer there. When Buffy, Willow, Xander, and Cordelia all leave the bronze, they unknowingly pass Angel miming an embrace with his victim while his vampire face is hidden in the neck of a girl that he drains, uh, then drops on the ground. Uh, back home, getting ready for bed, Buffy peers out into the darkness from her window, sees nothing. When she turns out the light and slides under the covers, Angel is outside, watching her through the open blinds. As Buffy drifts off, Angel enters her room, strokes a lock of her hair back from her face. He sits on the bed beside her, and his voice completes his reflection on passion could we like give his speech oh, <laughs> i'm not doing it <laughs> i don't have it in front of me but i was just wondering it does i it know it is horrible it is it's just i don't know what this guy is even doing i don't know why he's giving this speech i don't know what his motivation is <laughs> i to talk about this i feel like the fact that like this is such a different way for them to open the episode. I think that's their like signifying of like, this is, you know what I mean? Like shit's about to go down. You know, how, like, you know how in Game of Thrones, when the winds of winter starts and the, it's just totally different. Like that's the episode when the sept blows up. The music is different. Oh my God. The light of different. the seven. The light uh, of the seven. Like, uh, and you're like something different yes, because it's piano yes, never use piano. piano oh my god yeah that that's what angels passion yeah, what, no one's is. talking yep. you're like something's wrong yeah like yeah. I, it just feels really t- it's the best episode of the show in my opinion it's like it's the <laughs> best it's probably the best the way that you're minutes. grieving jenny i grieve marjorie <laughs> correct correct <laughs> i'm i'm a marjorie griever myself <laughs> Have you seen that woman? Hello? I know. She's amazing. Hello? <laughs> anyway. Uh, she and she she figured she it out too. She was so close to getting out of there. And I, that's why Cersei was the goat. Because she was always one step ahead. And then they killed yeah, her with a brick. She needed to stay two steps ahead. She was only ever one step ahead. And then she would always get fucked because she would forget to look a step ahead of that. Well, she was like one and a half steps ahead and then she would take a half a step back because her brother would be in the room and she would get horny so but that's a different that's a podcast for another day come find us on our next podcast come find us on our next podcast which is just me yelling about Cersei Lannister who I love dearly unfortunately I love that woman oh my god that that is like the best comparison ever that like Angel's speech is is like the light like, of the seven music something's wrong yeah you're like this yeah. is different this is messed up um something's about to go down well, it's, it's supposed to be this like jarring like 
but he's also constantly like pontificating and like monologuing <laughs> when he's about to kill something because he's just a theatrical bitch. As as Angelus is cosplaying as Meredith Grey before it was cool, <laughs> uh, he's saying cringe stuff like passion it lies in all of us sleeping waiting it's just like you're wow. i don't think it's that cringe it is it's, it's, it's no cringe. you're you're giving david boreanaz way more emoting than he passion. would ever <laughs> use in this you're right you're right show. he's just like passion, passion. it lies in all it lies of in us. all of us that's how he <laughs> says it <laughs> you know what it didn't deserve anything more than he gave it so i accept I don't know what he means. Is he passionate? Angelus Angela's passionate. Is he playing on Buffy's passion? I don't think he has passion. I think he's dead inside. That's <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think I think he's like fascinated by the idea that somebody could have it, you know? And I think that there's this like serial killer aspect to him where he's like, I want to see them like feel. And I want, you know, like He's like poking like is it real is it alive like i feel like that's because he doesn't have any passion they rewrote like that opening monologue like it's not the same as it was in the original script but he has a line in it where he says something about like passion is the source of hope and the cause of despair it's the source of life and the cause of death so which honestly that would have been i think that would have been better than what we ended up with um no, his passion speech in my mind is iconic. <laughs> oh, I love sure. it. Which is why when Kate's like, this is so stupid. I'm like, yeah. what do you mean? <laughs> it, it can be stupid and iconic. It can be more things than one thing. That's true. That's like, like it's on this show. Like, Correct. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of how like they like used to try to like let you know, like, this is different. This is special. So like for surprise and innocence, like the trailers were like, a, you know, like a story so passionate. It takes two episodes to tell. They were I like this, this, this week, like, like I forgot exactly. They're like things amp up and someone's going to die. Like they it literally doing... was like the first of Buffy's friends yeah. to die or something. And, so and it's like, it's the one that she likes the least. <laughs> and it's the, the least important, least build friend. <laughs> they didn't even put Oz in the episode to make you think like oh maybe God. it's that other yeah. less important person. Because I was thinking too when they're leaving the bronze and like Xander and Cordelia are like arm in arm and like Buffy and Willow are in arm in arm. I'm like, that's so that cute. Such but a I was like, wait. Moment. It was so sweet, but I was like, wait, why isn't Willow with Oz? Did, was he playing in the band? Did they leave him there? I didn't even see him. <laughs> I also liked in the, this is not important at all, but in the background of like Buffy and Xander dancing and like having a nice time, yeah. Willow and Cordelia are like engrossed in conversation. Like, I very love much. their friendship I'm obsessed so with much. Them. I want them to be BFFs for life. Just Me like, too. yeah, like every week they like go get brunch. I like, this is my alternate <laughs> universe. That's that's the reality um yeah that was so cute well can we talk about how creepy it is seeing angel like watching them and this actually felt like almost identical to when we get introduced to spike in mm -hmm. episode three because he's like at the bronze like watching because it's interesting like you would think buffy having these enemies and being so like i go to the bronze like because that's literally the only place to go that they would be there way more often like stalking her like what do they do 
I was gonna say like they they look like they're having a lot of fun for people who should be like worried about what Angelus's next move is. yeah <laughs> and I get it they're kids they should be having fun with well, our kids. and Buffy needed some fun in her life like we've been through know. Ted we've been through eggs like <laughs> losing her virginity and her boyfriend being a monster seeing the judge in his face like a lot's gone down and, but yeah they should be a little more concerned yeah i'm like you're just hanging out at the bronze a place where angel famously has appeared with you many times whatever he's so scary and mad over it when he touches her face in her room and i was oh, like yeah. that's crazy that was like straight that's up creepy. creepy yeah the only reason and then yeah like her <laughs> we've been we've like been talking about this off camera Mike, whatever, but like how it's taken them so long to really get on this and be like, hey, this psycho killer who can get into your house um, might try to get into your house while you're asleep and they're not doing anything about it. And then beyond that, she's changing and going to bed with her blinds open. I mean, I get it. It's so that we can turn the lights off and then see Angel's silhouette in the window and get a jump scare, but like close your blinds like as much as like it's like why wouldn't you just close your blinds like i love the way that whole thing is shot yeah when oh like God. the lights go yeah. out and he's just there you're yeah. like what no like it this is again one of like the million things where you're like you know what don't worry about things making sense it's for the plot and it's fine <laughs> but yeah the next morning, Buffy wakes up to find a parchment envelope on her pillow containing a drawing of herself asleep. At the library before class, Buffy tells Giles about the drawing and asks if there's a spell to reverse Angel's invitation into her house. Leaving the library, uh, when Jonathan and another student arrive to request books, Buffy and the others continue to uh, discuss Angel's intentions. Uh, because Angel has access to her house, even when she's not there, Buffy wants to tell her mother the truth so that she can protect herself until the reversal spell is in place, but Giles vetoes this, uh, urging Buffy not to be goaded by any of Angel's ploys. Angelus, the painter, the artist, the this is such a like weird detail about Angel here. <laughs> Comes into play several times, obviously. This is, this this is artistic Angel. Like, he's, he's spouting monologues about passion in the beginning. <laughs> he's doing art <laughs> yeah they they bully spike about being like a shitty poet and like there's Angel with his little like pastel <laughs> drawing sleeping women like i mean a freak. it is creepy as hell um sure. yeah yeah shout out to the first people we've seen try to check out books from the library since owen and Xander's whole like, what is this? A Barnes and Noble? And Giles is like, this is the school library. Yes. <laughs> like, oh right, I forgot. And then they like he says, leave. Since when? <laughs> they just bounce while them. Jonathan's back. like, wait, what section did you say? They're like, hello. <laughs> oh my god, I, I can't. It is just this whole episode hinges on characters being idiots and not once over the course of what four episodes thinking oh yeah that crazy guy we're really scared of all the time can go places that we are and we just remembered and you know we're gonna make fun of Cordelia for being concerned about her car but she's as concerned as everyone else should be but nobody else cares yeah like and this is 
me jumping ahead, but like after like, you know, they start to do the the spell of like reversing the locks or whatever, like Willow's like on the phone with Giles, like, yeah, it worked, it's fine. He and he's like, I guess I should do mine next. You guess? <laughs> like and you know, like we we know like what's happened. He doesn't know yet, but it just like <clears throat> that's the energy that they've had this entire time. Like just very like, I guess we should do something about it. And like I know that we're supposed to have this good mix of drama and comedy, but Xander was pissing me the hell off. I um, thought he was so funny at this. <laughs> no, like, I guess because I'm thinking like that, like Buffy is like literally like, um, hi, my psycho killer ex-boyfriend snuck into my bedroom last night while I was asleep and watched me and drew a picture of me and left I it mean- for me. And Xander's just like, ha ha ha. He has to do that or we're watching way too serious of a show. Like, it's all on purpose. Yeah. We're supposed to be like, well, look at this fucking nudge. And then at the end, he like, (laughs) finally, obviously I'm jumping, and now I'm jumping ahead, but like, he's the one who sort of breaks and is like, I fucking hated Angel the whole time. So I actually don't care what happens. And I should have said, I told you so before. And I'm like, honestly, I see where he's coming from. But... I see where he's coming from, except for the fact that the reason he hated Angel in well, the first sure. is because he liked Buffy and not yeah. because he was actually looking at him and going like, you know, you're a vampire and you're very dangerous. There is only one person who gets credit for that and her name is Kendra. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> we love Miss Kendra. Group. We were the same ourselves a lot of trouble. Kendra the Scooby would have been so slay. Kendra is <gasps> Kendra as a Scooby. Oh. No, they would just all been real mean to her. They're probably true. regressions would have been too much. <laughs> she would have quit they, after like a week. If they could have just like not had her have the weird, slightly Fake accent. Yeah, accent. But oh, because Kendra, see, because Kendra's right. Kendra's right. Like the way Xander's right. Because Kendra's right for the right reasons. Kendra's right because she's the slayer and Angel yes. is a vampire. Yes. <laughs> she, she, you know, they made fun of her for the black and white thinking. We're supposed to get out of this that se- this season. You know, we're supposed to be done with that. We're supposed to be all morally gray. But no, we should just listen to Kendra. <laughs> we should just categorize Angel. Vampire equals bad. Vampire does equal bad. Like, just kill him. Be done with it. Sorry he has a beautiful face but just kill him he is a devil with a beautiful face by definition angelus the one with the angelic face (laughs) (laughs) anyway anyway in his calendar's computer class uh jenny asks willow to cover for her if she happens to be late the next morning willow stoked to be part of the whole thing uh, but okay. then Buffy <laughs> Buffy arrives uh, to pick Willow up from class. Uh, then uh, Denny and Giles have a moment alone for the first time in a while. Uh, hearing uh, that Giles seeks a spell to revoke a vampire's invitation, Jenny gives him a book that she's pretty sure he doesn't have. Uh, she then takes the opportunity to explain to him that she was raised by the people who Angel hurt the most. And uh, she lied to Giles and Buffy because she thought it was the right thing to do. She didn't know that she would fall in love with Giles. And she goes on to say that she wants to make everything up to him. But Giles replies that he's not the one that Jenny needs to make it up to. These two nail me. <laughs> like, I'm just so hurt the entire time. <laughs> like, and and the, there, this is one of the, this whole episode is very well performed. 
all around. Oh, it's but so good. there's there's so much good. There's so many well-delivered lines just in this one moment, especially because there's so little we see so much so little of Jenny mm-hmm. that for her to have this like long of a scene where she actually talks for most of it and not Giles is uh you know for her to for her to say the first thing that I ever learned was my my duty to my family and you would think that the man who chose his sacred duty and was sort of born into it might be a little understanding of these guys which is why I think they're so interesting and why it was it's such a fucking waste to kill her here because she's really the only person who like understands his kind of thing like Buffy just like woke up with superpowers one day because somebody else died like Giles had to like choose to continue this like destiny of his and and so did she in a way like she's an adult if she really didn't want to do it anymore if she didn't feel a sense of duty she probably could just stop but she felt a sense of duty to her family and this thing that she was born into but when she says I I didn't you know my intention was never to fall in love with you and he she's like well is it too late to take that back and he gets really quiet and he's like do you want to tears I'm crying I'm crying (laughs) they they just fuck me up so bad but Willow's so funny at the beginning like this is such a good little moment that but I just hate that she fucking dies I hate it so much like I get it it it's it's very impactful it's really it's a turning point it's it's a cool thing but it fucking sucks so bad (laughs) it's definitely like in reading that they were supposed to kill Oz um even though their excuse for not wanting to kill Oz was that they'd have more to do with him we all know that won't happen ever because they never really gave him anything to do but I do feel like it's more impactful to use Giles and his rage later in the episode than it would have been to have Willow like I just don't think Willow's there yet and Giles is there's a reason why this is super like close to what happens at the end of season six in that way of like like here's Giles at rock bottom and then Willow will hit rock bottom like we don't know that Willow yet that has the knowledge and the power and the the rage and the love like Giles is an adult like he feels those kinds of feelings I think that there's two things that make this the most impactful actually like one is like first of all Jenny's been around a lot longer than Oz you know like we're like way more attached to her and like yeah Willow and Oz are in love I guess at this point but they've been in love for like quite literally two episodes (laughs) yeah like two episodes and Jenny has been around and like there's there's history there there's trauma she's like she's she's been almost killed before and like Giles you know she almost killed Giles like there's been a lot with her around and I feel like you know like they probably were like you know like somebody's really gonna die like we're really gonna kill somebody tonight and it's like it makes sense like they can't kill off the stars of the show they can't kill off like the recurring you know characters but like they've been famous for killing off a lot of like characters that you meet in that episode and then never speak of them again and like the the hurt you know like r.i.p jesse who um like did he was he even real like your old your best friend your entire life okay um anyway so i think they're so i feel like out of what they were working with like yeah jenny is the most impactful but the other thing is that 
going back to like, what are all the metaphors that are at play? Giles is representing Buffy's mind, right? And Angel is clearly not, <laughs> Spike says, playing with a full set or whatever. So like- funny. <laughs> Mike is so fucking funny in this episode. Um, but he's he he isn't interested in killing her. He wants to play with her. He wants to torture her. And so the whole thing is always about psychological manipulation. Like torture is always about breaking down your mental facilities, right? So that's why it has to be Giles. Like so, you know, when he starts at the beginning, he's like, "Hey, just ignore him he's just literally trying to mess with your mind that's exactly what he does because he kills the mind's girlfriend like (laughs) (laughs) i wonder if like would oz have just been impactful because he was a kid like one of our kids he's our friend now or i don't know if we would have had like a giles sad father figure moment because all that would have happened is willow would have been really upset and buffy would have comforted willow and that would have been very much like what happened in prophecy girl where she walked into the av lounge and all the guys were dead and she was really (laughs) sad about it like we've been there we've already done this we've already done it that's true yeah we would just been like willow's sad in her room right and now i'm empowered (laughs) so but here's what we haven't done and here's what i feel like is a theme that keeps popping up this season is the growing up like this goes back to like to lie to me right like it's like you know you're growing up you don't know the right answers the adults aren't always correct or people like we keep seeing that the adults are not people you can trust like ted right <laughs> i will always come back to ted <laughs> um, quarter in the jar um and and so like so far giles has been level-headed right something horrible goes down you go to giles he's gonna stay chill he's gonna do research he's gonna figure it out he's gonna watch your back right and now giles is going off the rails taking all his weapons and like like poop you know he comes in like throwing everything at angel and he's like out of his mind um that's so scary for buffy because she's literally watching her father figure like the only consistent protector in her life especially like considering the trauma of like her dad and her don't seem to have like you know i mean like i I mean she did spend the summer with him like before this season started which feels like so long ago um 17 episodes ago (laughs) 17 episodes ago her and her dad were hanging out but like you know essentially but we're, we're we're meant later on to be like he's just like a deadbeat dad who like vanished so like we'll just go with that like she lost her dad she lost her boyfriend and now her like father figure is like literally throwing himself over the edge and like that's so scary for her because like who is she like when you know jumping ahead you know like yeah you can't leave me but like yeah so i i can't imagine this being like any more impactful than it being somebody that meant something like that to giles like it had to be giles that got affected i mean could you imagine if i guess like this so oz was on the table like could they have considered cordelia I was th- I also was thinking that like I I'm kind of shocked that that wasn't on the table because mm-hmm. I think that would have been really even in terms of the metaphor like her heart <laughs> fucked Xander up real bad that would that would have <laughs> fucked Xander up um it would have upset the heart which is what but um but again if we're going for the psychological torture of it all yeah yeah it makes sense for it to be there. and yeah. we also have to go for the who is recurring and who is regular and yeah, who's in the credits people 
not in the credits that matter and it's jenny and oz like that's kind of all we got well joyce technically but we can't oh, yeah buffy's mom when she's 16 years old no not, 17 not oh, don't worry until <laughs> she's 20 we can't put, but yeah we can't put buffy in the foster system that would definitely mess up her training so yeah we actually um, just have to wait till it's extra sad <laughs> <laughs> i did want to before we eventually get away from this scene which we already have about 46 times <laughs> but when 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 uh when jenny says uh I know you feel betrayed and Giles says well yes that is a side effect of betrayal <laughs> fucking I love that man and his petty ass like he's yeah. so petty <laughs> I mean I appreciate how he really is sticking by Buffy he's like you hurt my surrogate daughter and now he's like so sick because she literally is like I love you <laughs> I know and he's like I love you too but Buffy like yeah. Well, she was mad at him for a long time over the demon possession, so it's like he gets to now be mad over <laughs> over her not knowledge of curse, curse knowledge, something. I would, I I would know, still defend that in that it directly affected her mind and her body, and Giles <laughs> is just like, Buffy's a little sad, and you literally couldn't have done anything about it. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying that. we hold grudges. We hold grudges in this group, okay? <laughs> Scooby's hold grudges. <laughs> Except against <laughs> Angel. Except anyway. against Unless you're Xander. Unless you're Xander. Girl. And Giles for like a handful of episodes. For like five episodes. Like, yeah, hardcore. So and then suddenly it's like, I guess you're okay. Like, <laughs> I also think it's unfair like that they don't give her a half a moment in the dialogue to even mention that she's trying to make it up to Buffy too. Because mm. on no planet would she really be doing this if she only cared about Giles. Like, the way she's like, I want to make it up to you. Like, all all they needed to do was add, like, all. You all. Because yeah, she knows that the only reason that all this is happening is because she hurt Buffy. Like, she knows that. She's a smart person. It's just annoying that it, like, I see that in this where I'm like, well, obviously she's trying to make it up to everyone. Like, all of these people that she hurt. Probably not Xander. Who cares about him? But, like... Cordelia does not bother. Like, <laughs> yeah. Over dinner that night, uh, Joyce asks Buffy to tell her what's wrong. Buffy decides to give her a sanitized version of her trouble with Angel. Her mom then says, don't tell me. He's changed. He's not the same guy you fell for. And Buffy agrees. Uh, Buffy further explains that she'll talk to Angel if he shows up, but that Joyce shouldn't invite him in the house. Uh, that night, Willow talks on the phone to Buffy as they get ready for bed. Uh, she potters around the room, puts fish food in her fish tank, and then notices a parchment envelope on her bed. She picks it up and opens it. Uh, the phone drops from her shoulder, and she pulls out a long string threaded with all of the fish from her fish tank. Willow spends the remainder of the night clutching a very sharp steak at Buffy's in her bed. Uh, with garlic robes adorning uh, the bed frame. Buffy tells Willow that she can't stop wanting to turn to Angel whenever there's a crisis and acknowledges that this Angel is completely different from the one she knew. Willow replies, well, sort of, except you're still the only thing he thinks about. Mm-hmm. Passion. Obsession, <laughs> as we it's saw in the last episode. <laughs> it's obsession. I thought the fish thing was kind of funny. It felt like a bit. I'm sorry to it's, those fish. R.I.P. to the fish, but I thought that was a little funny. It's it's visually 
satisfying you know to see her like on the other side of like the fish tank and like lifting the fish up and like the way that the phone drops off her shoulder it's very satisfying and it's very creepy like i I like it but then on the other hand you killed her fish (laughs) right it's like yeah he's like the scariest torturous murderer ever why not like went into her room and like picked out her fish one by one and put them on a little string (laughs) And but then what was like, in an envelope, at least like leave them in the bed or I know, something. so we had to like dry them out first. Yeah, no, we, have to, keep, we have to keep seeing the visual of the envelopes so that we know what the envelopes look like. Like yeah. that's that's yeah. 100% why. Willow's also a tiny little baby and that's definitely why he did it. Because if Willow had just been in her room, he probably would have just fucking killed her. But she was like, so Willow's a tiny little baby so he started off with like baby murder like killing her. Yeah, he killed <laughs> like, her out of respect Honestly. for her. No, I think I, not. Why out did of Willow? Respect. Why I think did that Willow was get? It make her sad. Well, okay, well, why yeah, did this... Willow get like a, a creepy sketch of her sleep? Is he only capable of one sketch a night? Like what? Like the fish? What? You know how long it would have taken to dry <laughs> out each fish, and then put like what a little needle thread. But also, she's just getting ready to go to bed, and I'm just gonna go out on a limb here and say Willow Rosenberg goes to bed around ten. So like. <laughs> when did he do this and how long did it take to dry out the fish did he blow dry them maybe he yeah maybe he snuck into her bed maybe she has an ensuite bathroom and he snuck in and (laughs) the dry fish this is this is the thing are her parents out of town they don't pay attention we don't don't pay attention to her no no because she's like i gotta go sleep at buffy's house meanwhile this murderer can still get into your house and go kill your parents like i just thinking, like i understand willow being scared and going wanting to sleep with buffy's that feels safe but i'm like did you leave your mom and dad i guess at this rate <laughs> jealous has had like a month to kill all of their families and really all of them at school and he hasn't so i guess at this rate you're just like he doesn't have the gall also at the bronze he could kill them. i mean he's killed some people at the bronze just yeah not them so Again, we we really needed to get to work. I I wish you would have been. I know we had to build the tension for this episode, but we really could have used some more of these scary antics the last few episodes because it did just start to get silly that it took us long to get here. Yeah, and also I think too you almost like forget like oh yeah he's like a huge threat because we just went from like uh, phases and okay like I guess wait phases bothered bewildered. Mm-hmm. were those the last two after yes okay so in a way it's only really been like it hasn't been that long two it weeks, does feel like maybe. it feels it feels like months have gone by since angel turned <laughs> yeah. what? So i guess he did we had the judge so i guess he did try to end all humanity fine <laughs> what but he didn't do that yet well isn't that what the judge was gonna do oh oh with the judge yeah and then i guess yeah like maybe after the judge he was like i don't know his balls hurt he had to like sit down for a while um in phases he <laughs> killed that girl he did okay yeah. he did and he did and then buffy yeah. but he got xander by accident and drusilla mm-hmm. was like spelled hexed to like be in love with xander so funny <laughs> so i guess um, it just feels like ages but it actually has not been it could even have only been Wait, so 
Father Bewilder takes place on Valentine's Day. Um. Okay, hold it on. It made a, a lot of sense for this one to take place on Valentine's Day. It would have. Okay, but now here's what I'm, like, my, where I'm thinking is, was phases a week before Valentine's Day? And then when is Buffy's birthday, Canon? January 19th. January 19th. Mm-hmm. Capricorn cusp Aquarius. Okay, so (laughs) so it's been over a month since he turned, and he's been really slacking on the whole torture department thus far. I don't know. Yes, yeah, it's been a month, and he just remembered getting the Buffy's and Willow's house. He just forgot he used Willow to like stalk that kid until recently. He was like, oh yeah, I've been there. Should go check it out. Kill His kid. whole thing has never been, and very quickly will I end my problem and go after my target. Because we know that he could. He doesn't yeah. want to. But That's like- the whole thing. Spike, it's Spike's whole thing in this episode is like, can you just fucking kill the Slayer? And <laughs> and and that's been his whole thing since since he turned back to mm-hmm. Angelus, he's like, okay, so kill the Slayer. And he's I'm like, not no. saying he has to kill the Slayer. But I'm saying, like, he should be killing at least one of her friends a week. Let's be real. Well, you know what? I'm actually kind of wondering if he's scared of her. Maybe. Because, like, when when she goes after him at the end, he literally has to get out of it by going, like, you're going to watch your old man burn? Like, he can't even finish her you know in that moment so um <laughs> just went somewhere else <laughs> sorry um <laughs> um i don't know because i i know that it's i forget when he says this but i know that he says at some point he, that buffy is stronger than him mm-hmm like he is actually outmatched by Buffy, but then that means that he would be doubling down on his efforts to like throw her off. Like he says, like, just give me the night. She'll be so weak by tomorrow. I don't know, like maybe he's like feeling insecure about his like vampire skills right now because like he did bring the judge back to earth. Well, he didn't really, he kind of just came after Spike and Giselle did it, but like he planted the seeds for the apocalypse and then had his balls kicked in so he's still reeling from that yeah his balls are not that's what i'm saying his balls hurt i think he's scared of her (laughs) he's also just dicking around and then spike's like like you're not you're supposed to kill her not go after her friends all you're gonna do is get us one really brassed off slayer and like it's like yeah you thought you were gonna go after her and like do all these like little like you know when he like kills um jenny's uncle and he's like was it good for you like he's trying so hard to like he thinks he's gonna like fuck her up and she's just getting more mad and angel's not as good at psychology as he thought he was i guess is the when he when he went after drusilla she was already a little out there yeah like so maybe it was just he didn't have to do a whole lot maybe he he didn't have to work that hard and he got cocky thinking like i can make them insane but he actually can't too, we established spike's the only i don't know if we did it yet but spike's the only one who's ever killed the slayers in our little group so yeah that was, i still can't figure it out so angelus is actually not a very good killer 
Yeah, well, just like weak, I guess like he has to go after the weak, regular people. He's he's got it all figured out. <laughs> strong people, strong magical women. He does not know how to kill them. No. We're like nine minutes into the actual episode. <laughs> anyway, I'm ready to know. Get us to the Orba Thessala. I'm trying. Off to the the warehouse. We'll be quiet for a minute. Early that morning uh, at the factory, Drusilla brings Spike a puppy to eat uh, that she named Sunshine. Uh, Sat in his wheelchair. Spike objects to being treated like a child. Angel arrives, teases Spike, makes him jealous with Drusilla. She then has a vision that an old enemy is seeking to help destroy their happy home before school. Jenny goes to the magic shop and buys an orb of Thessala, a spirit vault for rituals of the undead. He tells her, uh, the you know, the magic shop guy, tells her that uh, without a translation of uh, the ritual of restoration, the orb is useless for its intended purpose, and that the store has a no refunds policy. Uh, Jenny says that she hopes soon to have a computer translation of the uh, ancient Romanian uh, liturgy. She tells the shopkeeper that she plans to give a friend his soul back. What a what a like interesting i think this is a cool like it's almost like inside baseball that you can see that there are people in this town who know about magic and know each other and know like like he knows of her like when she's like oh my uncle yeah yeah he's like oh you're yana like he knows her i i was like wondering i was like why is it such a big plot point that willow needs to like teach her class in the morning because she might be late because she's going to buy an orb of thessala going to buy an orb of like i'm like really that has to happen before like you go I, I do like but, i do like uh the mention that uh that people were buying them to use as paperweights well that's that's gonna come back <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a good, a good one. reference that's a good uh, <laughs> a little easter egg um but then I was thinking, like, when Drusilla shows up, you know, and he's closing, I was like, actually, that'd be really smart. Like, if you know this shit's going down, you should never have your store open after dark because anybody can come in. It's not a house. So I was like, yeah, you know what? That's probably the only time Jenny can go during daylight hours before. It's open, like, between 10 and noon, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> We're open I think when she, the sun she also, is out. <laughs> I was going to say, I think she also knows that she's close. Like... Mm-hmm. And she needs yeah. to get an orb. She's she's got to go. She can't wait any longer. She's definitely thinking if I get this done today, we can do this tonight and just yeah. go right and stop him from killing anybody else, which would be fantastic because he's currently stalking them in their bedrooms and shit. Like she's she's, she's got the right priorities. She's doing the best. It just kills me. Like how does Drew? Because it's very convenient that Drusilla knows this. Um, is it because? because- Part of the family? Just kidding. The plot. The plot. <laughs> Part of the family. Everyone knows Boogity Boogity Store. Come on. There's only one in town. There is only one in town, and it's going to get re ownership many times. I can't um. wait. I love. <laughs> I love Magic Magic Box Era Giles. I love him so much. When he has his like little wizard outfit for the opening, it's my favorite. Oh my god! I love Magic Box Era Giles so much. I get that like she has to have that whole conversation with the owner for our benefit, but I'm like, girl, keep your secrets. Like, no, she should have told everyone. If she just told, oh, like, sit in the classroom to work on a really important 
whole spell. So can you all stand around me with steak? <laughs> I also great? think she's having that conversation because she he's like, oh, I know your uncle. So like he knows that they, if he knows her uncle, he probably knows that they did the ritual of restoration before. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know what I mean? Like it all, just, not that they did it, but that their clan did it or whatever. Famous mm-hmm. for it. But yeah. she could have really just tweaked it when we do it eventually. If she had just tweaked the wording and not had that whole caveat at the end it would have saved us a lot of trouble in the future yeah well i guess she wanted to surprise everybody like look what i did i fixed it and i didn't you know she just wanted to fix it (laughs) (laughs) moral of the story is tell everyone your business (laughs) i when we get to that last conversation that she has with giles I'm like, why don't you just fucking tell him what you're doing? Like, every part of my body the whole time was like, just tell him, just tell him. Although, what would it have done? It would have at least saved us the next five episodes. I don't know, because, like, he, would he, like, I think that, would he have assumed that she was successful? Like, he'd be like, oh, she was working on this and Angel stopped her. Like, I I just mean, even in that, like, it might have saved her life like he might not have let her stay there by herself because he'd be like they're gonna come after you if they know what you're doing like he would have I think he would have jumped into high gear and he still I think there's a hundred ways to do this scene where like if she she doesn't die like he very much still could have gone after her broken the orb done the whole like thing and then like pushed them back five episodes to like the ritual you know what I mean like it doesn't have to be it could have been he like almost kills her Mm mm-hmm 100%. 100%. Maybe she's in a coma or something for, yeah. I just didn't want her to die. <laughs> but then we wouldn't get the, well, maybe when. It still would have. If she got hurt and was like in a coma, Giles is still going. Giles would have still gone ballistic. And especially if the doctors were like, you know, if she doesn't wake up in like the next few minutes, like that's like, it. Oh, we don't like, know. Calm, like, calm, right, that's it. Giles. 100%. But, then at, but then at the end, like, but then we don't get like, you know, the grave scene and Buffy being like, I wasn't ready before, but I'm ready now. I'm going to kill him. It wouldn't have. If again, we've had this whole basically since we met Angel to be like, he's so evil, he's the most evil man. So, if he would have killed literally nobody or nobody of importance, everybody kills random kids at Sunnydale High. That's not special. Our best friend Teresa, but he killed Teresa. If he hadn't killed, if he hadn't killed someone in the group, I don't think he would have reached his status of yeah, really scary big bad. But it's but it's so fucking annoying because they still make the active again. We'll get there. They still make the active choice to put him because there was some talk when they were writing the episode and directing as to whether or not they would have him in his human face when he snapped her neck or his vampire face, Mm. and they made the active decision to do it in the vampire face. Yeah we can separate mm-hmm. that from the angel that we will continue to know and love after this that yeah. we can still divorce that version of angel from angel we couldn't see him do like a really gruesome as yeah. his human face right yeah and it was i i don't know if i know they didn't want to have him bite her because we didn't want to think she was a vampire but i wonder I if it was very purposeful because he could have choked her but they chose to have it be very quick and done with and not have her suffering and you know suffocating or something which is so not his uh his yeah son. like this is honestly like a mercy kill like mm-hmm. i feel like other than I the wonder chasing because she's it, it's it's not about her it's about giles 
he's the means oh. to the end. And so it's like he's not torturing her to torture her. Right, that's true. She's torturing well, her to torture No, his whole goal is to torture Buffy. Yeah, yeah so, like, so he's attacking done. Giles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hurry up. We got a, set, a scene to set. Like, he's got to yeah. go buy flowers. He doesn't have the time. He has to go buy a bottle of wine and some candles. Yeah, it wasn't about hurting Jenny, it was about the display he, would, he had planned in his mind. Mm-hmm. And he probably thinks he hurt her enough by like busting her computer. Anyway, so at school, uh, Willow and Buffy meet up with Xander. Willow is really excited to go teach class. She's ready to leave, uh, but she's a little disappointed to catch sight of Miss Calendar arriving on time after all. Uh, t- uh, Buffy leaves Xander uh, as well uh, and hurries to confront Jenny before she can get to class. Jenny starts to apologize, but Buffy stops her. Uh, she explains that she doesn't want Giles to be lonely. And tells Jenny that Giles misses her. Uh, Buffy then rushes and finds Giles uh, passing out flyers in the lounge area. Cordelia joins them. Uh, Both girls are relieved to hear that he's found a simple spell, common ingredients uh, that will revoke a vampire's invitation into anywhere that it is performed. After school, Buffy and Cordelia help perform the protection spell in Willow's room. They find another parchment envelope on Willow's bed with a drawing of Joyce asleep. I like this, uh, this little moment between... Buffy and Jenny because you almost see this like little moment where Buffy almost says like I don't want you to like there's a a really good moment in Sarah Michelle Gellar's face there where she almost almost is like ready to say like it's fine like I get what you did and it's fine but she makes the choice not to and makes it about Giles which I think is well done but and it's it, it it makes that last part with them at the end really kind of like cathartic and cool but also like when she's at the grave it's like you could have told her that you weren't mad at her anymore that you didn't want it to happen but you were still mad at like I get it I don't know again I'm just sad mm-hmm. it felt like one of those reminders that she's a kid mm-hmm. and they're trying to have a very serious conversation she's like you know I know you feel really bad she's like yeah and she's like good bye <laughs> go talk to Giles and it just felt very like okay she's still a kid despite everything have have to mention extremely funny cordelia moment here where she was like i made my grandmother switch cars with me you'd rather <laughs> so angel killed funny. your grandma <laughs> so <That's great>. funny. <laughs> cordelia's <laughs> just gotta live she's just gotta live her life like <laughs> yeah so back at the summer's residence uh joyce pulls into the driveway to find angel waiting for her in the front yard he tells her that he can't forget buffy uh joyce has to talk to her for him uh, and he can't live without her as joyce tries to get her key in the front door angel adds i haven't been able to sleep since the night we made love as buffy's mother stares up at him uh the door opens and she rushes inside angel starts to follow but pulls up short unable to cross the threshold buffy and willow appear at the stairs uh willow's chanting the final words of the reversal spell buffy says sorry angel change the locks before closing the door again so good quickly Fuck this guy. I know. <laughs> Joyce alone. He's really turned on that creepy old boyfriend at your front door so well. Like he was killing. You have it. to talk to her for me, please. Oh my god. The second he shows up, it's just like get out, call 911, except he's a vampire. <laughs> he wanted to call 911. She was about to call 911. She was about, and this is, makes me so sad that it was 1998 because she does not have a cell phone. And <laughs> and she's like trying so hard to like get in and like use her key and like i'm like buffy you her know 90s. 
her hunt her she's got gallery keys she's got car keys like she's, yeah. she's, i don't know a lot of keys like buffy my girl you know that your psycho ex-boyfriend is targeting people in your life to kill them and you lock the front door when you know he can get in either either the door should just be unlocked like you know what i mean like it's just so your mom can get in fast no you almost got your mom killed <laughs> like locking the door like that. many yeah. <laughs> yeah that wow that lying about sleeping with no honor of trash it's giving um scott foley's character on scandal every time he wanted to piss off olivia's dad would just be like so anyway i banged well, your dog like when i fucked your daughter like straight up <laughs> like, it was on, I mean, he didn't say fuck it was on like nine o'clock on abc but <laughs> it still was pretty racy for me that I will never understand how that show was on regular ass television. It really, it's just like anytime they wanted to piss that man off. I think that I think literally the president of the United States did it as well on that show. They would both just be like, "So I'm banging your daughter this week. Beat me, try what to beat wild me up." Program. Yeah. So Angel invented that. <laughs> Gross. <Okay>. So. <laughs> When Giles finds Jenny staying late at the school, uh, she quickly clears her computer screen before he can see her special project. Uh, she tells him what Buffy said to her earlier that day. And Giles, while affected by that statement, knowing that he does miss Jenny, uh, deems Buffy a meddlesome girl. Uh, when Jenny explains that she needs to work a little while longer, but that she may have good news later, Giles invites her over to his place after that he's finished. After sunset, Drusilla, still carrying the puppy, pays a visit to the magic shop guy uh, to ask what he and the mean teacher talked about. This final moment between Jenny and Giles has absolutely ruined me forever, and I hate this show, and I didn't want to do this. I'm so uh... sad by just the, like, like, when I was talking about the way that they cut that original, like, version of the angel monologue where he's talking about, like, passion is, mm -hmm. like, something about hope like how it's like, like there, there's just this like moment of hope that it's all gonna come back together here and then obviously it doesn't but uh it was so close like we almost got jenny and giles having a wild night of passionate sex getting back <laughs> together angel regaining his soul so that he can never have sex again um but be happy with Buffy in a much less complicated way than he will be after she sends him to hell and he actually does murder Jenny. Um, yeah. Yeah. We could have had it all. Drusilla, yeah. unfortunately, funny. <laughs> Drusilla's hilarious. Drusilla with this dog is so funny to me. Drusilla, I wish that such sunshine choice. was in every episode. This is such a choice. What <laughs> you and the mean teacher talk about? Again, sir, if we learn anything from this episode, everyone who knows about vampires and then does nothing to save themselves, carry a cross. Why were you still there? Have holy water. Why Maybe were you he open? Knows. You were he open knows. before business hours because you know. Jenny came, look, when does high school start? My high school started at like 7.20 in the fucking morning. 7.35, baby, oh, first bed. Okay, so for Jenny... Jenny to go into this shop, they are not open during business hours. They are open during non-vampire hours. So <laughs> he should have gone out of there, locked and up. It shop. clearly looks like he knows 
oh he knows either who she like, is yes or what I, she I always is. thought that like he like was like you are like drusilla he like like that's her. drusilla yeah, yeah he, he knows, knows something <laughs> he he had her like immediately like yep i know exactly who you are i know your entire history i've studied you i've read about you i've probably run into you at like a party like <laughs> get out of there yeah oh. everyone including jenny in two minutes should realize that go when you're in public home. you are in danger and you should danger girl go, go home giles starts that fucking line that that scene with you're here late you love her tell there her to go home bitch it's world. dark go home Man, giles shouldn't even have been there no one should be there Nobody. Ever. stop doing work at school after hours the vampires can get in it's free for all go home go home yeah. giles should have been prioritizing cleansing his home or whatever right. before the sun went down right ridiculous Ugh. All of their are so close. <laughs> it, that's just what the scene feels like. It's very like at any moment, if you had just told Giles what's going on, at any moment you just went home. <laughs> like it's just it's very frustrating. Angels never been know to what's Jenny's coming. House. Mm-hmm. We've never seen her house. No. Does she even have a house? She probably <laughs> Jenny has a house. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, I don't believe Jenny has a house. I think she has a cool apartment. Oh yeah, not like a studio, but she decorates it so well that you yeah. would, you still want to go there. No, it's she not definitely a has like a PlayStation. Like she's like cool. You know? She's got like a really cool like balcony that she like drinks her coffee on. I like totally can see this. All right, let's fucking do it. Jenny, after Giles leaves, keeps working uh, to translate the ritual's text into English. At last, she's successful and quickly saves the program to disc, then prints it out. You may remember that at the very top, when she, when Willow's still in class, she's reminding her class that she wants a printed copy and a copy on disc. This is, and there's a, a big note on the board that says something about like remember to back up your files. It's literally all there in the whole room. <laughs> uh, so she ejects, sets aside the backup disc. Uh, Jenny moves her chair so that she can scan the printout. She jumps when she sees Angel sitting in the dark at the back of the classroom. Angel approaches her desk and picks up the orb of Thessala, ruminates a bit about its purpose, and then pitches it against the chalkboard, uh, smashing it like about a foot or two from her head. Uh, musing next about the advances in technology over the past two and a half centuries, Angel pulls her computer off of the desk, crashes it to the floor, rips the ritual of uh, restoration printout from the printer, tears it in half, burns the pieces in the small electrical fire on the floor. Because, you know, that's what computers do. They catch on fire when they break in half. I love how we just have like a real random fire. Just happening. Super convenient. Uh, finding the door behind her desk is locked. Uh, Jenny tries to dart past Angel to the room's other door, but he catches her and throws her through it. She scrambles up and runs. Jenny searches for a way out, but she finds all the doors in this wing are locked. Uh, she flees while Angel looks after her. Uh, Jenny slams the door in his face and rams him with a cleaning cart. Uh, reaching the floor above, Jenny looks for her pursuer behind her when she runs directly into Angel's grasp in front of that big, beautiful window. He's laughing. He holds her head and tells her, sorry, Jenny, this is where you get off, and snaps her neck. Wow. Wow. It is a legitimately terrifying scene. Like, it's so... It, I don't, I've seen this so many times in my life. 
it scares me and gives me chills every single time. Like the way he's chasing her, the look on his face, the sounds he's making, the way it's so dark, the like, the way that the, there's just this like, like the, oh, the music, like everything is just so terrifying. And she's so close because at the end, it looks like she's going in the opposite direction. Like, I don't know where the hell he went. He like doubled back or like knew some other like, I don't know what, like, how did he get where he is from where she was? It doesn't Maybe make any sense. Over. Maybe like, it seems to like, like he's doing the, like, this is very much the horror movie, you know, chase, except that those guys are always walking and he's giving that energy of like, I am Michael Myers, just like walking and I'm going to get <laughs> you. Like but, hour yeah. But him. he's, but he's also running and he's got like, the jacket kind of and his jacket's like flowing out behind him. And he's like his growl sound which is terrifying billowy coat king (laughs) i'm like is he is he actually capable of going like a lot like we don't really establish like vampire speed in this the way that i feel like it gets established in like twilight everything else yeah like everything else like i would think vampires are fast but like there's literally never like like vampires are super fast runners like they just Mm -hmm. seem like regular runners or i I guess like particularly athletic but not anything mystical right so and Jenny is like in heels. I know she's she's on computers, so she's not athletic. Like, well, she had a probably was just power walking. Yeah, because I almost feel like he was. I almost feel like he was like fucking with her. Like, yeah, I'm coming. Like, like he's really like looks like he's going for her, but like he must have had some stored up speed that he just like used at the last second. Like, all right, I've teased her enough. Like, and- yeah, we'll later establish that they can jump real high or jump off the stuff maybe he like ran and jumped up the stairs or something remember when buffy jumped over the fence at the school in the first episode oh and never jumped yeah. again <laughs> <laughs> levitated over it oh wait and, and then he- she jumps on she jumps up in like the alley when she meets angel mm. yeah she does a lot of jumping in the pilot and then we like leave that behind i guess it was too complicated to like film jumping i don't know <laughs> Um, I guess, you know, we were talking about the implied sexual tension. Yes. This is um, where you get off. They, this yeah, this is where you get off. So they don't they, let they, us forget that one. No. They they wanted they wanted this to be him fucking like sexually yeah, assaulting yeah. her, murdering her in the most gratuitous way possible, but it's eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. And this is a kid's show. It's not <laughs> they will forever. I feel like the writers you'll forever hear about like the much more horrific plans that they had oh, and had to back for the audience. Can you imagine so if they part of that. rebooted this and it was like, like on HBO. HBO? Yeah. I Horrendous. still think that this is super violent for oh, what oh, like when he like throws her through that door and like all that yeah. shit. He throws no. the fucking glass at her the gla- head. The, like- the Thessala is so close to her head. If he had been one inch over, she would have been dead from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I think- No, it is it- extremely violent. It, it's still- Yeah, especially because it's all kind of human violence. Anyone could be doing yeah. this. It has nothing to do with oh, his- Oh, it just gave me such chills because I'm just, you're right. Like, that's part of the thing why it's so scary. Yeah, he's just a guy- it's not until the last second he puts it right. I I can't remember when he puts the vamp face on. He, he, uh, isn't he wearing it? No, he he has it on. I feel like the moment he he when he she's he first like lets her know he's in the room. He has on his like angel face. 
But then I think after he destroys the computer and he's like kind of hovering over the fire, like he's trying to get warm or whatever. And then I feel like there's this moment mm-hmm. where he looks up and then his vamp face, like, cause she's kind of talking to him at first, almost like she forgot that he like has no soul or like she thinks that she can like reason with him. Like, she's like, Angel, I like did all this for you. I like found that, you know, I, I'm going to help you. And then he's like, oh, really? It's so interesting that you're going to do that. And then suddenly he's like vamp face. And then mm-hmm. she knows like, get the fuck out. Like, I think it's also sort of lost on this whole you know this whole her part of her motivation to help angel very much could have been the fact that he did save her life like, he did like 10 episodes ago he did like, he did again there's so many like things that just should have been said and that would have actually been so emotional if she had appealed to him like in that way like remember like you saved my life like, do you remember when you saved my life like, <laughs> like angel come on like i mean i guess we've already had buffy being like there must be some part of you inside that still remembers he's like dream on your boyfriend i don't know i think that would have been i think i still think <laughs> but i, I still would have like no i would have like yeah i would like to hear it like yeah like, or even saved just, my life yeah or just going off of what we've kind of established she's so disgusted by like the fact that they've made him feel this way as angel he's so disgusted by that piece of him so mm-hmm. even just as she's trying to say like oh i can give you your soul back they could have allowed him to just elaborate on that a little bit more instead of just being like yeah whatever um because he true. is very he takes it he he hates all of these people because they were all of his friends but if yeah. you go on that logic then he would actually have an extra special hate for Jenny the way he does for Buffy because he did save her life. So he, she would have probably helped him feel like, I mean, I feel like he pretty much is like, there's nothing I can do to atone for like what I've done. Like, I'm never going to feel like better, but I feel like that would have like alleviated some of his guilt, at least for a few minutes that night, you know, (laughs) I saved her life. Like I, I like took out a demon for her. I like let a demon into my body so I could save her. Like, the the other favorite daughter of a Romani whatever (laughs) that one's fine he did the big elephant in the room for me and I've had this conversation with you guys is in rewatching this this is just the first of like several violent character deaths at the hands of like some scary man man or monster only ever had a woman like just the 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 two major male character deaths on this show are both like vaguely not violent and reverse so it's just so like oh it just makes me here's this like big feminist show and it's like what if actually this man will fucking violently kill this woman who's trying this is to help not him. a fem it kills me it is not a feminist show like i don't this is not this is just a particularly not feminist moment it's just, we'll call this one a win for the women out there for 1990 whatever <laughs> it was progressive yeah because the another woman will help and that's what matters. <laughs> ignore this part but yeah, it just it just irritates the shit out of me a little. Oh, and it's also like all like the way the the three off the at the top of mind for me. You have Jenny who's like from this like Romani clan. Kendra's black. Nara's a lesbian. Like <laughs> thanks guys. 
there, there's something to be said for the fact that this is probably the first time that we're watching this kind of moment and we know the entire time that no one is coming to get her. Like, yeah. we know that they have no... The only person that knows she's here is Giles and Giles is going home because he thinks that they're just going to meet up and, like, kiss and make up. Like, that's what he thinks is about to happen. No one cares that she's there. Like, there's no moment of, like, oh, I bet Miss Calendar's in danger. Like, you know, it just doesn't, it just doesn't happen. Anyway, that sucks. <laughs> My girl. Uh, the most terrifying and saddest deaths still to this day. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yes. All right, Jenny. You really didn't mean to betray everybody. She really did. She tried her best. She didn't know. Your uncle told you no information. Like, I blame your uncle. Uh, rest so, in peace, uncle, as well. Rest in peace, uncle Enyos. <laughs> yeah. Enyos. Whole squad. So, yeah, at the summer's residence, uh, Giles, who obviously doesn't know anything that just happened yet, uh, stops by to get the spell book to protect his own apartment. And learns from Willow that Buffy is upstairs with her mom discussing the news that Angel and Buffy had slept together. Uh, Giles wonders if he should intervene on Buffy's behalf. Very like dad moment. Of, I like, oh, should I should I go in there? And Willow goes, sure. I'm like, what would you say? Very funny. <laughs> and then uh, Giles thinks for a moment. Willow opens the front door and he dips uh, in Buffy's room. Joyce is trying to figure out what's going on with Buffy and this too old, obviously not very stable boyfriend of hers. Uh, Buffy confirms to her mom that Angel was her first uh, and Joyce reassures Buffy Only. that she loves her more than anything in the world which I think this is a nice little moment for them this is and I feel like there's something very significant here because so we have to go back to like innocence and surprise um, and like bring in like the whole like id ego super ego metaphor that's been happening like underlying the whole season so drusilla's the id right which is like buffy's just like raging desire for angel which we saw how that went down spike is the ego which we kind of see it's starting to like perk up like a little bit like he's he's still in his wheelchair but he's like starting to like speak out like he's not just like watching you know drusilla and angel like he's actually like verbally like speaking out against it so like you can see he's kind of getting ready to make his move but like not yet and then super ego is joyce and so when we had the judge episode right she kind of like kicked him and so the whole like fan theory is that the judge kind of burned out like her judgment you know like the part of her that would have like been reasonable like you know like after you guys almost were like annihilated by the judge and also he's um assembled go back to tell your friends you know like what the hell happened instead of them thinking all night that you guys are dead and then having sex and then you know actually losing angel's soul but you didn't know that was gonna happen um and so now when after they have this conversation and buffy's like in agreement with her she's like you know you're right like he was completely unstable he was the wrong choice like i fucked up like she like completely is doing that the way that this is filmed is like joyce and buffy are both in profile and their heads are just like turning and angling like it's they're they're so in sync in this the way that this was filmed that it's like yeah buffy's completely in alignment now and i feel like that's really important because for her to be like yeah i'm listening to the super ego and not the id and then we get to the end of the episode where she's like i'm i wasn't ready before but i'm ready now i feel like that this is really setting up the like yeah i'm going to go kill him like it's really actually not just like a funny like you know i had to talk to my mom about the fact that i had sex and it's like this is actually showing her resolve to kill angel 
I think there's this moment that I really like where she's you can see that moment of agreement where a lot of the time like when Joyce says these like big mom things yeah. and Joyce even says like this is the part where you roll your eyes and tell me that I'm grossing you out and Buffy's like I'm not gonna do that you know when she says like that she loves her and she's like yeah I'm not gonna do that and then they just sort of like have that little like tension breaking joke moment between the two of them and uh so that was the talk <laughs> she's like how'd it go I don't know it was my first <laughs> That was really cute. I wish that she could have kept that energy up for, um, you know, becoming. No, we have to do the coming out metaphor. I have many I thoughts. I know. Let's cry again. Okay. <laughs> this gets me fucked up so bad. This, this is where, I mean, I started crying, I think, when Jenny died this time. Yeah, I was already... yeah it's like Jenny's death, Giles listening to the opera music, and then Willow the calls. And then the, are you insane? <laughs> the punch, boom, 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 all crying. <laughs> yeah. So Giles arrives at his apartment to see one red rose on the front door and strains of opera music playing from the inside. Opening the door, uh, he calls out for Jenny. He finds an ice bucket on the desk, uh, complete with champagne and a folded piece of parchment paper. Why didn't he recognize the paper? Yeah, I mean, we very, do. The audience is like because oh, it's paper. Fuck. Maybe like, he's just like it's fancy paper. old parchment paper that he probably uses. has fancy old parchment paper in his apartment. He's a stuffy old British man. Like, where, he has, like, where is Angel getting this parchment from? He probably like, killed some old? other stuffy <laughs> British. Man. Anyway, so the piece of paper just says upstairs. Giles is smiling. He's carrying the champagne. He follows a path of candles and roses to the top of the stairs. He's so excited. The music is loud and swelling. At his first glimpse of Jenny's corpse on the bed, the bottle of champagne smashes to the floor. And Giles waits outside until the police officer following the coroner's uh, people wheeling a stretcher uh asks him to come in for questioning Giles complies but asks if he can first make a phone call before we get to the phone call ouch <laughs> this is a really well acted solo scene here like he's 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 really doing it and I was not well I was like damn like I've seen this how many times and I'm still fucking crying when his face drops and the champagne drops and he realizes, and obviously he'll say this like later on, that you know he's buried all these people, but this is the only one he ever loved, and that has me so fucked up <laughs> as we move through this. Like, damn. Oh. And the Jenny Giles music. <laughs> the Jenny Giles music is playing. The Jenny Giles music is just oh, cry on the there's an Ed Sheeran song because Ed Sheeran's a big Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan that like samples some of the score from this episode. Shut up. What I have to figure out which song it is, but it's like it's not some like single, like it's not some song people know. It's like, right. <laughs> wait, who we need a um a pop star who's obsessed with Buffy to sample the song that's at the beginning. Your song. My song of of surprise. Surprise. Because 
that that song has such a chokehold on me and it is not a song that is available anywhere like, like it's literally not a song it's not a song it was just yeah. written for the episode and i need it so listen if you are a musician and you like buffy you need to find out how to get the rights and sample this song for me they they do i don't i'm not even gonna try to say this because i don't know italian but the song that is oh yeah records from La Boheme where it's like the act one finale they are in love moment which you know fuck me up right because it's like very much he thinks that's where they're at you know is that this is going to be their romantic moment but also a little part of me was like he should know that Jenny Calder does not know La Boheme no she she definitely did I, I believe she I think she would she's a she definitely would just like probably pretend to be like what the fuck is this and just like fuck with him but she's like a woman of culture she's slay. But she, she is but she's also like very modern like if she's gonna do this very traditional thing and she's gonna put like this opera music on and have like the roses and the wine out then i would expect that she's up there in like a dominatrix it was a hundred percent first right? of all you're right. definitely correct yeah you're absolutely correct it's i'm sure it was like his cd oh yeah mm-hmm. like, i'm sure was it was like his record as they think they showed oh my god i feel like angel like knew he had that album or like did he like go through at least this is is why angel was like a record no like maybe this is why angel was not killing people because he was really busy like scoping out giles house like looking through his record collection (laughs) (laughs) and then he had to like find like how do you set to the track like right there and then and like time it so that giles walks in right when this like the lyrics are here honestly and you know what rent is based off of la boheme and rent existed in 1998 then you probably seen rent (laughs) <laughs> she went like yeah like deep into the rent lore found out it was well, based would, on would, was rent only on broadway was like could she have seen it in california she, she's been to new york probably he's probably has like a friend in new york that she's staying with it had oh, definitely wait, been on tour by then you don't know when she like came to, to america even because her <laughs> uncle had like a whole accent we don't know her life. We don't, the Jenny backstory was made up and shoehorned in, and we know By nothing me. about her, and it's fine. <laughs> me making things up too. Like, she probably knows Rent. <laughs> She's heard of Rent. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like that would be like a thing, like an argument that they would have. Like, she would be like looking through his records and be like, oh, like Labo M, like Rent. And he'd be like, what the fuck is Rent? Like, they, <laughs> That's like a <laughs> yeah. Or he like wouldn't believe that it was based on like he would be like no 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 it, it's based off of this really famous. She'd be like no it's rent it's rent for me I don't want to hear. It. But instead, she's a corpse. Uh, we gotta talk about more yeah. sad shit. Speaking of her being a corpse. <laughs> anyway, Angel lurks outside of Buffy's house. His voice continuing to talk about passion as the phone rings. Angel watches Buffy answer and sink to the floor. He watches Willow take the phone, uh, listen to what Giles has to say, and burst into tears. Smiling, Angel slips back into he the night. He's so excited. He's pumped. He's stoked. He's like, look what I did. I did mm-hmm. that. Like Joyce is comforting Willow because Buffy's on the floor and Willow's the one on the phone. Um, having just missed Giles at the police station, Cordelia and Xander drive to Buffy's house where Buffy and Willow wait outside for them, uh, worried. The four of them all drive to Giles' apartment. 
Uh, meanwhile, Giles has gone back to his apartment to arm himself, but before the others can get there, he's out and away, leaving behind Angel's drawing of Jenny dead on his bed. Uh, piecing together evidence of Angel's setup and Giles's intent, uh, the four Scoobies argue about what they should do. Xander endorses Giles's plan to follow Angel to the factory, but Buffy knows that seeking revenge will only get Giles killed. Like we said about 14 times already, the second those two girlies start crying, I'm gone. Yeah. Um, I'm out. <laughs> See you. Yeah. Good night. I think I've always said that if Sarah Michelle Geller is crying, I'm crying. If Allison Hannigan gets that. Hannigan. Yeah. Because she has this like raspy thing that like there's like you can it's like, like it hear builds the tears up. in your yeah. Such a like a good crier. Oh my god. Yeah. The, Literally yeah. Allison Hannigan, Sarah Michelle Geller, all they have to do is cry and I will cry along with them. It doesn't matter what they're But and something about, about something about willow just breaking like immediately into a sob yeah it hit so the- and joy even just watching joyce like run in she has no idea what's going on but she just like picks her up and and hugs her and willow is down you gotta take care of her <laughs> so the the dialogue that they wrote for this phone call like that we didn't hear yeah is um we do hear her say like hey giles we finished the spell yeah. and he literally says like jenny is was killed and that's when Buffy says what? And he says, it was Angel. And that's when Buffy drops the phone. And, you know, Willow picks up the phone. And Giles just says, Angel's killed Jenny. And that's when she says, what? No. Like, that's why it's such an immediate, like, he's like, Angel murdered Jenny. Like, literally is the only thing that he says on the phone. Because he knows he has no time to just relay this information. Right. Pack up the phone. He's got to Pack up his company's coming weapons and go kill this guy. Even though I know that he knows that he's going to get his ass killed. I think he, I think that there's this part of him that wants to get killed. Like, he I agree. wants to go with mm-hmm. Jenny. Because he's not thinking straight. He, he knows. He knows he's going on a suicide mission. He's like, I'm taking every weapon I have. I'm going to beat the fuck out of this guy. And I don't care if I go down. Like, as long as I, like, hurt him along the way. Like, he knows that there are a thousand other watchers in yes. line yeah <laughs> just no, he really he really went on a suicide mission on this and like also like after like angel kind of like knocks him out and he's just like laying there by like the fire and like buffy's finding angel like he could have gotten up you know he and he's choosing not to i know he's heartbroken and i know he's been beat up but he could because buffy gets him up in two seconds so he could have gotten up and like he's just like mm-hmm. he's just like like stunned you know like buffy's like fighting for her life against angel and he's just like watching like just i don't care so mm-hmm. near the Cordelia. i think uh cordelia like when they're in the car and cordelia's like yeah of course i'll drive you to giles is like cordelia they're all having this like I... weird experience together cordelia's great here though i'm actually i'm obsessed with the dynamic of the four of them from the moment that they get the news like xander other than being like um i i hated him first like shut up um mm-hmm. But I, I think they're really, all having very different reactions. Yeah, but he actually he actually takes this very serious, you know, like mm-hmm. he like you can see the gravity of like what's going on with Giles when Xander's like those aren't like this is like these are his good weapons like companies coming weapons and like and he's like oh like looks like Giles was planning a fun night and Buffy's like no Angel did this and he's like oh my like you can just see his heart breaking like in that moment so I, I do lo- yeah and he appreciate like Xander and nick's acting in this moment yeah he's actually all right for like three seconds yeah it's really good and like cordelia just being like 
like no funny lines no um no sarcasm no saying the obvious like of course I'll drive you like whatever you need like she's just on it like I just I love their dynamic in this whole section because they just are just like shit's going down they put everything aside and they're just like we're doing this even though they are fighting a little mm-hmm. later about like exactly what to do but like they just it's so solid I love it yeah and it is Sandra as we said right for the wrong reasons yep but someone did need to say it. somebody we had the it. moment Buffy and Giles or Buffy's you know really upset that she didn't kill Angel initially and kind of ran off and just kicked him in the balls and Giles is very forgiving which is valid but I think it's been so it's been a couple episodes and of course everyone is just thinking like why hasn't Buffy done something Buffy's supposed to now someone is dead (laughs) yeah and so someone needed to sit there and go why aren't we doing more someone they pretty much actually did give a shit about is dead like so now they're like well fuck it let Giles go kill him you know and Buffy doesn't seem to have a problem with the fact that Giles wants to kill him she only has a problem with the fact that Angel's gonna kill Giles yeah no she you can see her resolve like she's just like because Xander like is like yeah fuck him like he should have been killed and Will is like what and then Buffy's like you're right but and it bugs me that Willow's like, huh? Because if any of them should have been like, well, I mean, it's the person who's hysterically crying that their favorite teacher just got murdered by their friend. I think, I wonder though if like there's this part of Willow, because Willow's supposed to be Buffy's spirit, right? That's still clinging on to like the angel that we knew and like separating I, I, the fact that like Angel and Angelus are not the same person. And I think she especially has to be cautious of this because Oz is a werewolf. I think it also has to do with the fact that obviously we know now that she will eventually go through with the ritual of restoration. That if she didn't believe that that was a possibility that they could separate the two things, mm-hmm. that she never would have gone through with it. Mm-hmm. Which is why, think- yeah, when we get there, it's a whole thing. I do think it's interesting. There is that sort of like hope for Angel up until this moment mm-hmm. whereas as the audience we are watching like oh we could have had it this the orb was right there and it's gone and so the hope is sort of lost as far as we know um it's just very interesting to think like they don't know that this whole time they did not know there was an option to get Angel back but we are just now deciding like we're ready um minus Willow she is not and she even mentioned earlier she sees the um the like parallels between Angel and Angelus as she mentions when they're together and she's talking about how he's still obsessed with her and so it is an interesting dynamic where it's like we all kind of lose hope together even though we're, we're on different pages as an audience so at the factory upon receiving the news of what's just happened Spike states that an incredibly brassed off Slayer will inevitably seek bloody retribution, uh, reminding him that Jenny was trying to restore Angel's soul. Drusilla tries to defend Angel's actions, but Spike claims that he actually prefers the old Buffy-whipped Angel to this new near-suicidal version. You know, like he's trying to get himself killed. Just as Angel finishes saying, don't worry, roller boy, I've got everything under control. Uh, There's a crash, and the dining room table erupts in flames. The three vampires sort of recoil, move to escape the fire. At the foot of the catwalk stairs, Angel suddenly jerks in surprise and tears a crossbow bolt from his shoulder, tossing his now empty crossbow aside. 
Uh, Giles stalks the length of the room, lights a baseball bat as he passes the uh, flaming table, and while Spike and Drusilla look on, uses it to deliver several blows uh, to Angel. When Giles raises the torch uh, for an overhead chop, uh, Angel grabs him by the throat and lifts him from the floor. This is when Buffy enters the fray. Uh, her first rush breaks Angel or Giles free of Angel's grasp, sends him crashing backward. Spike and Drusilla get the hell out, as they should. This is funny, funny to me. This Spike I mean, is like, I love. <laughs> Drusilla is very good with her exit plans. <laughs> She's like, see ya. Like, yeah, it's Drusilla like, is at the end of the day wants to live. You know, <laughs> she in, might you know, in, that's fun. You know, in a cartoon when like the legs are gone already, but like <laughs> yeah. that's Drusilla every time. <laughs> Uh, so like he's very knows much, like, what her priorities are. Because Drusilla's ready to help like, him. Yeah, Drusilla oh, likes yeah. and Spike's like, Mm-mm, yeah. you can't rewrite right until he taps you in. in. Yeah, right. so funny. Spike's like this uh, idiot. I was just lecturing him. <laughs> he's like, no, 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 I'm trying to see something. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot. I forgot that she does initially go in, and then it's like, and then he's like, like okay. let's go. Yeah. And so, I do love it. She listens. Like their dynamic is so funny because the half this episode she's walking all over him. He's like, mm, "Let's just leave," and she's like, "You know what? Good point. Let's get out of here." I think she's <laughs> having hot girl February with Angel. <laughs> she's having slut girl February. Hot with vampire Angel. slut slut vampire February with Angel. But at the end of the day, she knows who's going to like keep her alive and take care of her for eternity, and that is Spike. <laughs> Well, Spike has done nothing but love her. I know. Angel at one time tortured her ass. And she knows that deep down. She's like, well, if he's going to get his ass beat, he's going to get his ass beat. And I'm going to go over there. <laughs> Save my puppy and leave. Uh, so, yeah. So, Buffy chases Angel up the, onto the catwalk, like above the thing. Uh, gets the upper hand over him and thrashes him with that rope, which was pretty lit. Uh, until he asks uh, if she's just going to let her old man burn. Uh, Buffy looks down and notices a pretty seemingly unconscious Giles surrounded by flame as Angel boosts her over the rail and makes his own escape. Buffy jumps down, brings Giles to and half carries him from the building. Outside, Giles screams at her. Why did you come here? This wasn't your fight. Buffy punches him in the face, shouting, "Uh, are you trying to get yourself killed? She follows him down to kneel on the ground and hug him. They're both crying and she tells him, you can't leave me. I can't do this alone. What a... I'm like gonna cry now. It's kind of. I did want to mention. I I know this isn't the why they did it, but the last time we saw Jenny with a weapon, it was her accidentally shooting Giles with the crossbow, and then he tries to shoot Angel with the crossbow. So like that's kind of funny. I just remember that. But uh, yeah, this is like such a cathartic little like we have to have this moment of you cannot leave me alone. But now he's been left alone after she went on that whole thing to Jenny about like, well, I don't want him to be lonely. I don't want anybody to be lonely. Because well, now he's lonely forever. Because she was left alone. I care. I'm sad. I hate this episode. It's so good. I, it was, I did not remember. I, I think I remember that she's going to punch him. But I did not remember that he like shoves her. Like he is so mad that he like shoves her away like if she was a regular girl she'd probably be on the ground like she is super strong and could take it but he like wants her i think he he really didn't care if he lived or died in that moment at all the fact that like i get like this is personal to giles but like 
Angel like set Jenny up in his house. Like it is fucking personal. But like this is Buffy's fight. This is Buffy's fight. Like she, she forgot to bring a snake to because she gonna get for like five minutes straight, and yet he ran away again as they always do. You need him for the finale. Yep. All right. It's plot as they always get away. They get away with everything for the plot. <laughs> for the plot for the sake of the plot it's like you know like like on a bride's like a wedding day i was like it's for the brides it's for the plot like everything is for the plot so later that night as angel's voice concludes his reflection on passion uh giles comes home removes the crime scene tape from his door that uh some day definitely not the next day because that's not how quick funerals are uh giles and buffy stand beside a fresh grave the headstone reads Jennifer Calendar. Buffy apologizes for not being able to kill Angel when she had the chance. She adds, I wasn't ready, but I think I finally am. I can't hold on to the past anymore. Angel is gone and nothing's ever going to bring him back. But obviously, as she's saying all of this, we see Willow come to stand in front of Jenny's desk. She announces to the class that in Miss Calendar's absence, she's been temporarily assigned to teach. Uh, Willow sets her books onto the desk and Jenny's backup floppy disk slides, falling in between the desk and the filing cabinet. I, this scene at the grave, I'm, I hate thinking about it. When he literally says, in my ears as a watcher, I've buried a lot of people, and Jenny's the only one I ever loved. And it's the Jenny Giles music playing. Jenny Giles music. Side note, her name wasn't even Jenny. So how was her fake name Jennifer? Her name is Yana. Yana, Like, why? And I know- They must have guessed. They must have guessed (laughs) her. Who made that? Did Giles? Her blank-ass gravestone. (laughs) Who did this? Who ordered this? I guess her whole family, I guess, is dead, right? Because we decided she's the last descendant, which means, like, she doesn't have a parent. I would be willing to think that even if they're not all dead- that once the uncle got killed they probably blamed her and they were like yeah fuck you and i don't think they would know her name i feel like only the uncle used they they just like took her fake driver's license and was like this is probably fine yeah they definitely don't know her name is yana but this uh... also feels very much like the dream buffy has in surprise where she's at the funeral like I, that was I was so struck by I didn't remember that dream yeah and then when we watched that I was thinking wow the next time we're in the graveyard mm-hmm. is Jenny's I wouldn't even say it's a funeral because they're the it's probably the end of the funeral like everyone's left and they're still there like they probably had a little funeral and like Willow and Xander and everybody else were there but oh okay. yeah I mean I think in the dream she's at Angel's funeral or the mm-hmm funeral for his soul but yeah. but it definitely feels like very foreshadowing of like in jenny's his next like because she's the only one there so mm-hmm. we're the only one there that's like, significant i yeah i think this last moment of willow coming into the room is super significant because this is our like real from here like we're about to move into the next phase of willow like as a, a developing oh, yeah. character so this is kind of cool that like the only person we really knew that knew anything about magic was Jenny. Mm-hmm. So now it's like here's Willow stepping into her place to teach her class and obviously she's going to take her place and do the spell at the end of the season and then she's going to learn to do magic and that's going to be her 
I don't want to say her purpose because that's not I mean that's what the what she thinks of it as is like Mm -hmm. she learned how to do something for them but yeah it's It's, it's a cool moment for her yeah the child labor (laughs) is necessary for her even finding anything that she will then find the floppy disk and do all yeah like do they not have substitute teachers like they're all bugs that they're like oh they're all bugs so true and then and then we have floppy disk the up of the utmost importance an entire like series hinges on a single yellow floppy disk yellow floppy disk that floppy disk falling in the desk that and the moment when Juliet wakes up in the Claire Danes Leonardo DiCaprio version <laughs> and says nothing while Romeo takes the poison are the two things in media that have stressed me out the most in my life. Speak, <laughs> he's drinking the poison because he thinks you're dead and that floppy disk. Oh. I'm just thinking about so many like how do you trigger a millennial Buffy fan? Just show them the yellow <laughs> floppy disk. They're the gone. That's all you gotta do. I just keep thinking about all these like little parallels between I maybe it's just because I'm like attached to Jenny and Tara as like characters whose presence I enjoyed on this show. But like in in season five, when Glory goes after Tara. Willow goes on a full-on suicide mission and tries to kill Glory. She tries to kill a god. Yeah, she does. Like, this is this. It's not the same because this obviously isn't when, like, Tara died. But it's like, what a what an interesting little moment here, where it's like, here is this person who's like deeply affected by this thing, just deciding to take it into their own hands. I think there's obviously a difference in that. I think Willow is fully confident that she's gonna do it, whereas I think Willow gets close she did get kind of close but then she hurt herself like her eyes get black and her nose bleeds or whatever and she almost gets her ass killed she but... for the dark side just yet but... not yeah we're, we're uh we need she, a little she because she can hurt glory like she's actually oh she hurts her yeah there yeah but she almost gets herself killed guys jenny's dead yeah jenny's dead and i have to watch five more seasons of this nonsense <laughs> I was not this attached to her this the first time around. This is a new phenomenon for me. And you know what? I'm upset. Because I was like, you know what? I can experience all those other feelings that I had the first time that I watched this all over again. I didn't give a shit the first time. Now I'm attached and I'm sad. I'm so sorry. It's fine. It I'm is. Really I do feel like it hits different when like you're more of an adult watching them i feel like oh, when yeah. i was young, I, like when i was younger and i'm watching them I'm like who cares about these people these old people you know the 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 shot well i guess she's supposed to be young and hip but he's again characterized like he's 85 years old so she's I definitely know like 30 and he's 45 in. which is kind of a sleigh on both of their <laughs> like, shout out giles for pulling this like 25 year old teacher he's a hot smart man who wears tweed and she's i don't know just like a hot 30 year old yeah a woman woman. with eyes (laughs) true and again i feel like they always will run into the conundrum of no one else knows about this stuff our dating pool is very small and i bet 
I bet that time he monologued that first episode that they were together in, in I Robot Eugene about why he loves books. I was like, her panties were on the floor. Her panties were dropped that day. <laughs> she was like, that's my man. That's why her piercing fell off. <laughs> her, her, I'm still 100% certain that was a belly button ring, but she was just like trying to tell that man it was like a clip piercing. <laughs> Like that's not where I dangle it from. And he was like, What? It was definitely a belly button ring. <laughs> Protect your personal and school. <laughs> anyway, there will be I mean, there's gonna be another like hot chick for me to be obsessed with in like eight episodes, but like whatever. It's but fun. for now, for now. <laughs> we got nothing. I guess we saw Drusilla. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> So our favorite freaks, Spike and Drusilla, for 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 knowing that they saved Spike because he was a fan favorite, they gave him literally nothing to do, and I'm just excited for the episode where he gets to do something because he actually just stands up, like yeah, (laughs) because he's literally just sitting there, a little emasculated for like a minute an episode. I'm like. I hope we saved him for a reason. When Angel told him that he would call him if he needed a really good parking spot. What an insane line of dialogue (laughs) in this episode. (laughs) Anyway, we need to wrap this up. Because this has been two hours and I'm going to shoot myself when I edit it. Anyway, passion. If you would like to stay engaged with us, you can follow us on all social media at bbbuffypod. You can also chat with us in the Fable app. Just check our link in the description. And if you enjoyed this, recommend it to a friend who needs to back up their files, at least in the cloud. (laughs) Stay safe out there. I'm so sad.